We sing in praise of total war. Against the Saracen we abhor. To free the tomb of Christ our Lord, we'll put the known world to the sword. There is no glory greater than to serve with gold the son of man. No riches here on earth shall see, no scootage in eternity. And now, sire, for some uh, additional entertainment. Dirty Hooers. Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who. From four grown adults who should probably know better. From four grown adults who should probably be working. We're not afraid to say it like it is. All the word bollocks. www.dirtywhoers.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. If you like that kind of thing. Also on Facebook. Deal with it. Geronimo! Fantastic. L on C. Cock. With your hosts. Number one assistant. Terry Lightfoot. Oolong Sputters Sputter. Resident Pixie. Fuchsia Begonia. Lord President Sen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's absolutely motherfucking ages, and we are here finally to give our podcast review of the king's demons god it really has been ages hasn't it it has been a long time we need to do ratings let's do this this time in height order shortest first now just a quick recap king's demons is a piece of davidson episode the fifth doctor of which we have mixed feelings about the fifth doctor some of us like him a lot some of us not so much it's a Tegan Turlow and technically another companion as well, but we'll get on to that. And it's a big master episode. Well, not a big master episode. It's actually only a two-part. And we're going back to 84? Three, 83. I remember this because it was on my birthday. Oh, well. <laughs> There's a crappy birthday present for you. Happy oh, birthday to okay. you. Okay, let's get some numbers then. Height order, shortest first. That would be the lovely Ms. Begonia. <sighs> Oh, this one's a tricky one, because it's not like it's an offensive episode. There's just nothing actually happened, so I'm afraid I'm going to have to probably give it a five. Hang on, you make that sound like that's a weird thing for the Peter Davidson era. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It has been a while. I had the same feeling. I was trying to think, it's not really offensive. It's just not that gripping or interesting or anything. I'm giving it a $5 Adric whore. I'm going to go a 10 with some desserts. Okay. Okay. I nearly went 20. I'm going to go 10 and... Oh, what would be an adequate tip for this? Ten and a little bit of bling, but nothing too much, like sort of accessorised bling, not <laughs> not Etsy bling. All right. We've got some people like it, some people don't like it. How about, first of all, we explain the rating system that we've just done because it has been ages. Who wants to explain the rating system? Our system is based on 1970s prostitutes or gigolos. In other words, like, uh, I don't know, Beretta or something. It starts with a free BJ 
which is pretty much the most absolute horrifying drivel that you could imagine that you'd never want to watch again. Guess what I saw last night? <laughs> I actually saw a Taiwanese ladyboy boxing with a dwarf. Wow. You that's have such an exciting life. Yeah, that's really something well. to brag about. It's a free show. I got free tickets from work. Carry on. I wouldn't go to that if it was free. Stacked and then it. the next one is a $5 whore, which is something that you can tolerate, but you're really not that interested in the story or anything. $10 whore? She's all right, you know? She's maybe not as diseased as the $5 whore. <laughs> and. <laughs> Maybe not. Wow. And you wouldn't mind watching Let's the story smart. again if you had to. There's some good bits and scenes in the middle of crap. Tens are the <laughs> average, you know. Tens are average rating. Yeah, yeah it is. Average. And then right, the, yeah. <laughs> the $20 whore, she's starting to look pretty classy. Pretty fine. And she's costing you the big bucks. Oh, $20. $20. <laughs> hey, in the 70s? Well, I suppose in the 70s, $20 could have been in quite 70s, a lot of money. I bought a lot of Star Wars action figures. You're getting some good value for those $20. It was memorable, etc. And then there's the $50 whore, someone who you want to take off the streets, put up in an apartment, maybe even marry, whatever. She's that amazing, awesome. And then there's tips. Never. You can Never has this taken so long to explain. I'm so sorry. But yes, she yes. did manage to get all the right she numbers did, in the, the right order. order. I'm not sure I could have done it. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Livefarm. You're okay, so but... welcome, Mr. Sputnik. Uh, let's get on to action reviews then. Sen, would you like to start? You know, as much as I like Anthony Ainley, mm. and I say this every time we review one of his stories, <laughs> I really like the guy. But, yeah. oh God, he's written shit. And for once, and maybe the only time, his crazy-ass fucking idea actually was explained with some merit. True. Made no fucking sense in the grand scheme of... No, it doesn't. <laughs> but, yeah. but if you think about it, because the Time Lords were still around and actually quite active during the Davison era, about mm-hmm. the only way a Time Lord would ever gain an empire would be to very subtly influence major powers from behind the scenes. And owning the Earth all hinges on the Magna Carta. <laughs> well, I mean... Well, Magna Carta was a big deal. It, it was, and, and if you think back to the Master playing with Earth in the distant future when it was a galactic power mm-hmm. during the Pertwee mm-hmm. era, all mm-hmm. it needs is to be thrown off 50 or 60 years and that tips the whole balance of all of that stuff he did earlier. I thought the pacing was great and pacing was an issue during the Davison era. Television Mm -hmm. was beating up around it and it wasn't. We're going to review Midnight after this and Mm -hmm. both of those shows were 50 minutes long and I thought they both flowed almost identical. Oh, interesting. When you look at dialogue and action, and I know Midnight was slower paced than your average new series episode. And Much, yeah. The King's Demons was faster paced because it was only two episodes. Thank fuck. Really well, I think it's far more modern because of it. They met in the mm-hmm. middle, and I watched them back to back, and it was really interesting. Okay, there were some special effects issues, there's some cheesy acting, but well, let's be honest there's just as much cheesy acting today as there was then. And I thought they were smart about how they utilized 
utilize their poor special effects. Yeah. We didn't see very much, and when we did, it was serviceable. There were still shitty analog effects, but that's what analog effects always were. Yeah, yeah. You can't get yeah. it was an entertaining 50 minutes. Most of the acting was reasonable. I don't know that everyone talked like Shakespeare back then, but I suppose I haven't gone back in time myself. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, it was a lot worse than I that. that. Yeah. It was yeah. very BBC. It was another one of the, oh, we're low on money, let's just raid the BBC costume department. <laughs> and, and you know what? That's fine. Well, that's, it, yeah, it's a it yeah, looked, time travel series. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it looked brilliant. And it was not quite the pure historical did actually get one of those in the Davis and Air, but it was close. Yeah, um, Interestingly enough, written by the same guy, Terence Dudley. Yeah. yeah. He did another one as well. What else did he do? He did three. Anyway. Oh, we looked this up. Boom. Doesn't matter. Anyway, that's really all I have to say. I enjoyed it. It was good. A good hour of television. I'm just looking up what else Terence Dudley wrote. <laughs> well, I remember we looked at it and it was like, oh, dear God, that was it. Canine and Company. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, now, I, quite, I, I quite like K9 and Company. It's nowhere near as bad as you remember, apart from the theme tune. Yeah. The theme tune is yeah. truly yeah. awful. K9. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, is painful. Well, they had a two-episode hole in the schedule there, I think. Quick, we need to fill it with something. It wasn't particularly offensive. It, it wasn't the master's stupidest plan. No. <laughs> At least he wasn't making an alliance with some aliens who then tooled him over yet again. Mm. Actually, um, it may have been his best plan. <laughs> you know... <laughs> That's really sad, about... actually, isn't it? <laughs> Think about Find me a better plan from the master. Well, I don't know. He does pretty well in the new series. <laughs> Let's not. Yeah, he does that. pretty well. That's the furthest he ever gets with a plan. It's because there's no Time Lords. There's only the one. Yeah. He's an idiot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, not that the other Time Lords ever did shit anyway. They always relied on the yeah. to pull their asses out of the fire. It- it was the usual sort of silliness. Things not making a huge amount of sense. The worst for that being Sir Anagram there changes in front of all of them into the master. Disappears mm. off into his Iron Maiden. Comes back in the dungeon five minutes later and goes, Oh, hello, I'm the master. They go, Oh, you're a good guy. And it's like, hang on, you've just seen him. All he's done is put slightly cleaner clothes on. <laughs> yeah, that's part. Same beard, same hair. But he's wearing velvet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Giant How wolf. stupid are you people? <laughs> yeah, I know. It was the Middle Ages, but they weren't. Yeah, they're not blind. <laughs> it was just kind of, uh, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. That's 50 minutes. Okay, thank you. Get to have a look at Peter Davison for 50 minutes. I can cope with that. Uh, I did wonder where Chameleon had come from, mind you. I mean, I knew Chameleon existed. For most of the never... does. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, because yeah. I know, because the prop doesn't work. He's but... right. broken after that. Well, yeah. the guy who built him died and never kind of explained to anybody how... Chameleon worked. What was really weird in the jousting thing that the guy who plays the Bishop of Aquitaine in Ladyhawk is actually one Uh, of the stewards on horseback. And you see him, and I was thinking, oh, great, he's an awesome actor. I wonder what he's going to be doing in the rest of this episode. Nothing, apparently. (laughs) You never see him again. (laughs) It's like, oh, where'd he go? (laughs) I like him. He's scary. So come on, Fluff, tell it like it is. Did you enjoy it? Did you not? I mean, come on. It's got its problems, but... Yeah, it's kind of... 
it was an inoffensive way to spend 50 minutes, and that's about the kindest thing I can say okay. for it. Well, to start off with, I remember seeing this when I was a kid, and I wasn't that young, and I wasn't that old, and I liked it, because it was a two-parter, it was simple, and I, I remember it for being banged before Five Doctors, and it's only two episodes, fucking out Five Doctors. It was a series where there were lots of classic Doctor Who monsters, so I remember really enjoying it. You get all sorts of stuff turning up in this season, like Sea Devils and all kinds of crap. I think just about every episode's got a classic villain in it. And for that, I wasn't expecting the master when I saw it. Didn't even dawn on me that that's who was behind that makeup. Utterly blew my mind when he turned into the master. It was a great end of episode reveal for me. This time around, obviously, I knew what was going on, but I haven't actually seen it since I was a kid. No, I have. But the last time I was watching it in amongst loads of others, I think it's a pretty good two-part standalone, actually. I very nearly gave it a 20. To be honest, the rest of you dragged me down. It's cracking payoff at the end as well. You know where he's fiddling with the tissue compression eliminator? Next time you see the master, he's only about six inches tall, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about fiddling, Chameleon's hand is far too close to his crotch in the final shot. I noticed that. It doesn't. I did. Yes. I can't believe you guys even thought of that. As a kid, I was pretty excited about Chameleon as well. Yeah, and then nothing happened. And then nothing happened, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking that was a character with potential. I really liked the concept of it. I couldn't believe he was going to hang around. If I remember rightly, this was done over two days. So you <clears> like part one, part two. It, remember when they did it like that? Oh, really? Yeah, so in England. I remember it being Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, was... no, it was, it was the day after, I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong. I'd start watching by this But I remember the first one was on my birthday. It did kindle a little bit of nostalgia for me. And also, as you know, I'm not a massive fan of Peter Davidson, but to be honest, he was pretty good in it, actually. He was quite good. And I've watched a lot since, and he's not that good. (laughs) Maybe it was just because it was mercifully, thankfully, short. And as you say, because of that, it cracked on a pace. Well, he does get to do some heroic stuff, like sword fighting. And while I was watching that scene, I had like a flashback or flash forward, I don't know, I'm in a TARDIS, to David Tennant in that episode where he regenerates. As soon as the Master appeared, I thought um, John Pertwee as well, Uh sword fighting the Master, because he knew the Master. And he says as much. It's very national curriculum. Do you know what I mean? It it hits the right BBC button. And as such, it's got some value. They don't spend a lot of money on it because they blew all the fucking money on Five Doctors in this season. And there's some shit in this season, there really is. Mind you, there's some shit in the whole tenure of Davidson, really, isn't it? Well, there's some shit in the entire tenure of Doctor Who. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not as much in the tenure of anyway. Let's not just single this this Davidson was so shit for me towards the end. I liked Colin Baker because he was new and exciting, all right? Even as a kid, I preferred Colin Baker to this. In my head as a kid, this guy took Tom Baker away. Yeah, that's... That is the problem for Peter Davison because I don't think he's that bad. I, I mean, I think he's, no, he's, he's not. okay. He's, he's not. a good guy. He's, he's a, a nice he's guy. He's a great actor. But it's just the fact that you're following someone who's like a virtuoso <laughs> at That's playing like this saying, role. Oh, God. D- yeah, with a man who's having his hand up a cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose you're looking at the same situation as Matt Smith following on from David Tennant. The guy was so popular that someone then had to come in and fill his shoes, so yeah. there was a backlash. Let's be clear. Tom Baker was popular. He was no virtuoso. I remember thinking as a kid, oh, good, they got someone younger. Maybe he'll act like an adult. Well, you've got problems, then. (laughs) I didn't like Tom Baker. I know, know, but he was such a part of our childhood. I know, you're an aberration, but we still love you. (sighs) I'm not going to argue. What do you have to say? Tom Baker, genius. 
What do you have to say, Terence? Out with it. I, I'll call myself done, or otherwise I'll just witter on. Like Fuchsia said earlier, it's inoffensive. It's an all right story. And like Sen said, the pacing is okay. It's kind of modern that way. It's nice. It's just one hour, thank God, because like four episodes of this or six episodes of this would have been oh, torture. Lord. But for just one hour, I'm willing to put up with it. And that's how I felt. I was kind of putting up with it a little bit, but it was, it was also okay. I liked it. I thought it was kind of a good plot. I don't know why I have a problem with the music in Davison's era. It wasn't but it, it, a lot. It drives me at the wall, and it seems to come in and emphasize the really awkward moments in dialogue. I just, I don't get it. It just, like, it makes it worse. And sometimes I found some of their exchanges a little stilted. You know, I guess they don't have enough time to rehearse these things. And I was just like, going, uh, this is just so awkwardly delivered in some ways. Yeah, don't you think um, Tegan was wasted in this one? She didn't like yes, Tegan was wasted. And Turlo was... His role sucked. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, his, yeah, but come on. At least he got out on his own and got to do something because of the moan in a blanket. All he did oh, was yeah. moan in the dungeon. For me, he was just moaning a lot, like, oh, doctor, get me out of here. Yeah, I thought once he actually got to be a bit more him. I thought he got a bit of space and got to be a little bit stronger. When he went off to help that guy with the horse, that was yeah. good. Yeah. But that was five seconds, and then it was back to... I think because this was only two episodes, we see the flaw in the crowded TARDIS of the Davison era. Yeah. Yeah. Had the other stories of his era been paced like this, they definitely should have only had one companion, and I think things would have moved along much better. I can tolerate two companions. It's just when it gets to be Tegan, Turlo, and Nyssa, then mm, mm. now that I've just criticized the dialogue <laughs> and delivery, I thought Ainley was in his element, along with the guy who was playing the king, when well, they were delivering their lines and stuff, I thought, oh, they're really good at that. Yeah. They know how to do medieval <laughs> drama. Yeah. You know, there were some fun moments. I really like the, what do you call that? Maiden, where they the squish someone maid. inside oh, the, the Iron Maiden. Never existed. The no. Iron Maiden. Never existed. Well, I went never to torture music. For to- yeah, I know, but they, went- they were props. They never used them for torture. Really? Yeah. I used to work for Ripley's Believe It or Not. We had one there, and, and that was one of the big things. Never used for torture. Just so big much props to scare the locals. In the world. Anyway, I really enjoyed that, you know, that that was the TARDIS. Yeah, it is nice. Available at Hands of Amiga store near you. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about giving it a 10, but I thought that's really exaggerating my w- willingness to see this thing again. Because I'd seen it last year. I'd watched it. And I was uh, like, Ugh, uh, I'm going to have to fucking watch that again. Just to remind and I had Yeah, I watched it last year. Yeah. Well, but it's the last time since, since I was a kid. Yeah. I had better memories of it from the last time I watched it. This time I watched it and I was like, it's not as good as I thought it was. <laughs> I still don't get how that plot was supposed to work. You know, you've got several thousand witnesses who've seen the King in London and then some mentalist from a castle in the middle of nowhere going, no, no, he was here, honest, he was here and he was being a git. Yeah, but it's not like they've got mobile phones, is it? You know, they're not going to read it on the BBC website, are they? And those two guys going, no, he's the devil. No, he's the demon. No, he's the demon. 
like really but they would have just killed both of them the plot was that they were trying to discredit the king and during that era if there was even an inkling of sorcery or demons you were fucked yeah. you were all done ah my demons so, etc so actually that would have worked brilliantly mm. he would have been mm. screwed King John would have lasted about another two months. And wasn't Gerald Flood marvelous? Gerald Flood was the best thing on on the screen, I thought. Oh, agreed. Just chewing up the scenes. That voice, good lord. Oh, yeah. So damn intimidating. And when he sings the song as well, he's like, spitting the words out. He's correct. Oh, God, yeah, he's like chewing it up and spitting it out. Oh, yeah, he's loving it. He's loving it. Are you happy there, Terence? I am, I am. She is, she is. Does everybody have a little drinky? I just want to raise a toast to Kate O'Mara, who passed away very recently. The Rani. It would be really nice to do a good Rani episode soon. I don't think we've ever done a good one. We've never done a Rani episode. The one with Colin Baker is pretty tolerable. I I reduced the other one. Hmm. She did two, three, technically. Yeah, we're not uh, doing that one, though. It's a shame, no. really, because there's the one with the master and the Rani, in, and you can just see him getting it on, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> no, it's not a good episode. It doesn't happen. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao, but a time lord action. Don't leave that in, prof. Get <laughs> <laughs> in. What about Fuck this? Fucking will, though. You've said that, won't he? <laughs> yep. <laughs> what about the frickin' toast? Anyway, the frickin' toast. To the lovely lady, Kate Amara. May wherever she is, she can continue to be fabulous. Kate Amara. To Kate Amara. Kate Amara. Cheers. Okay, so what other normal shit do we do at the end of one of these? Quotes. There was a great Turlo uh. quote from when he was in the dungeon. Oh, I'm paraphrasing. The son, the guy that got his ass kicked at the beginning, he said something like, well, can't you summon upon hell? And Turlo said, I could, but so could you, and you'd be more likely to get results. I don't remember the yeah. exact. Yeah. That was it. really nice. Yeah. I thought that was great. I'm going to have to go. As, I'm the best swordsman in all of France. Well, fortunately, we're in England. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I interrupted Sen so I could get it in before you did. <laughs> Sorry, Sen. Who knew they were French? That's a Babylon 5 quote, though. And also, there's all the weird stuff, isn't there, about how do they keep warm? They eat. Yes. <laughs> how can they live in such cold? Eating and, lots and then of they food. get to the bedroom to go, look, the state's that bad. Yes, well, that's another way to keep warm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Many teenage boys who at that point would be going, well, you would. Yeah. yeah. Now think about it, how utterly wasted to Tignus in this episode. Except at the very end, I did like the scene where he kind of tricks her into going, oh, oh, I want to stay, I want to stay, show me the Ryan's whatever. Yeah, he's such a manipulative shit, even when he's Peter Davison. <laughs> Davison pulls that Yeah, because he has that pretty face. I think I like the one where he's like, this is useless in your hands. You have moral scruples. Tissue compression eliminator. So, uh, is our work here done? I do believe it might be. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, well, once again, we've been the Dirty Hose Doctor Who podcast. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter and on Google+, where we do fabulous things every day. Do nip over to iTunes for us. Give this a like, will you? Give it a big up, because nobody finds it, because it's not called Doctor Who something. If you call the Doctor Who podcast, dropping any names or anything, then you're fairly easy to find. If you call the Dirty Hills and you're registered 18, it becomes a bit more of a challenge. So do recommend us to your mates if you get the chance, but remember, we're not doing it for you. We're doing it for us and that makes us <laughs> special <laughs> like the boss and me it's, it's the truth and that's yeah, the only truth you can get in this episode <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye. bye you've been listening to 
for Dirty Hooers Doctor Who podcast. Follow us on iTunes or at DirtyHooers.com. Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. Oh yeah, we're also on Facebook. See you next time. Sorry, reality had a hold of my mind for a moment. Uh, oh, I don't know what was. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, I apologize. <laughs> okay.